0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of Mark, Chapter 16. Beginning in verse 1, we read, When the Sabbath was past, Mary Magdalene, and Mary, the mother of James and Salome brought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. I find it interesting that it was the women who first came looking for Jesus. At dawn, they were up and their first thoughts were of Christ. And their thoughts then led to action. Such is real love. Verse three says, and they were saying among themselves, who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? For it was very big. Looking up, they saw that the stone was rolled back. Entering into the tomb, They saw a young man sitting on the right side dressed in a white robe and they were amazed. Who shall roll away the stone? Ah, grand questions hidden deep inside of each one of us, I think. Questions like, is there any escape from death? What is on the other side? But I find it here interesting that these ladies were not asking what would roll away that stone, but whom. They wondered who would be able to roll away that stone. In a way, they seemed to ask who could overcome the bondage of death. And when they arrived, they saw that it had already been done. Verse six says, he said to them, don't be amazed you seek jesus the nazarene who has been crucified he has risen he's not here see the place where they laid him but go and tell his disciples and peter he goes before you into galilee there you will see him as he said to you i can't help but wonder if all the angels fought over who would get that job For the declaration that is given herein is the greatest message ever delivered. It's the greatest news that we will ever hear. For in truth, it is the gospel, the good news of salvation, the triumph over death. We have won and we are free. Notice the specific directions that were given here. He says, go tell his disciples and Peter, Now, no doubt Peter was not feeling too good about himself right about now. It would be doubtful that he would have still considered himself a disciple at this point. Yet, despite Peter's public denial, Jesus was not going to deny him. It's a story that has been repeated for each one of us who call ourselves his child. For hundreds of years that message has been delivered to his disciples. He is still going before us and we will see Him. Before us through the gates of death and before us in resurrection. Verse 8 of our text says, They went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had come on them. They said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now when He had risen early, On the first day of the week he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. When they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they disbelieved. After these things he was revealed in another form to two of them as they walked on their way into the country. They went away and told it to the rest. They didn't believe them either. These men, I guess, were no different than the rest of humanity. Their faith came hard, too. They had to see Jesus to believe, just like the rest of us, I guess. You know, we live in an age today of great skepticism. It's hard to believe anyone or anything because lying has just become so prevalent and accepted in our world. But people want to see the real thing. Thankfully, Jesus is just as happy to oblige today as he was then. Oh no, I don't think he's going to appear in your living room, but he will show you he is real. Furthermore, he will use us to do it if we'll just step up and embrace that task. Can I prove that he's alive? My answer to that would be to produce the lives of many of those who grace my own life and my faith community, those who were once dead and are now alive. You know, we know that words are cheap. Yet we see that those who had firsthand experience with the resurrected Savior, they embraced his living, but to the rest, well, the announcement was merely words. Are we willing to show the world he is alive? show the world in our lives, and our deeds, and our service to Him? How about in our marriages, our secular work, in every aspect of our lives? For those who deny He is living, there is forever the challenge. Produce a body, and Christianity would be finished. From the moment of the announcement that He had risen, They needed only to go to the grave and bring out his body, and it all would have ended right there. Why didn't they then? Because there was no body to bring out. Verse 14 of our text says, Afterward, he was revealed to the eleven themselves as they sat at the table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and the hardness of heart because they didn't believe those who had seen him after he was risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to the whole creation. Now Jesus appeared finally to the whole of his disciples, and after a rather verbal scolding for their lack of faith, he directed them to go out into the fray, not to sit or to seek comfort, but rather to go. If we would just embrace that simple command, yet I think many of us are even yet promoting a one-way relationship of what can Jesus do for me? How can we have read the past 16 chapters and still think that way? 1 Corinthians tells us that at one point 500 people saw him resurrected. Oh indeed, their faith was weak. Yes, they had all failed him. And yet, despite it all, he still sends them out to be his leaders. The word preach means to announce as a herald. And it was used for an ambassador making an announcement for a king. Verse 16 says, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who disbelieves will be condemned. There are those who attempt to use this passage as a proof text for baptismal regeneration. That, that means that you have to be baptized to be truly saved. But there is an arsenal of scripture to deny this doctrine. Not to mention that if it was truth, then by his very own admission, Paul's ministry would have to be received as a total failure. Check it out. See 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 14 to 17. verse 17 of our text says these signs will accompany those who believe in my name they will cast out demons they will speak with new languages they will take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it will in no way hurt them they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover now these verses are not meant to be a mandate or some sort of qualifier for a successful ministry The point in this was that Jesus would confirm his presence and confirm his power in the ministry, in our ministry, you know, and he still does. Even though we have some fringe religious groups that exist out there today that have attempted to base their spiritual practices upon these verses, we need to know that handling snakes is no more proof of faith or Christianity than the snake charmer in India who does not even believe in Christ's deity. Verse 19 says, So then the Lord, after he had spoken to them, was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. They, that's the apostles, went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word by the signs that followed. Amen. So Jesus physically departs at this point, having given directions to his disciples to keep the work going. He also promised to be faithful, promised to continue to give them the power they needed to fulfill that commission. Their obedience? Well, it was thorough and it was prompt. The record tells us that, quote, they went out and preached everywhere, in quote. What a profound obedience, an obedience that is rare even today. It would be easy to think that this was the end of the story jesus left and that's it but he hadn't left the text tells us that as they went out and preached the word that the quote lord was with them confirming the word in quote that was our daily devotional by pastor tim dodson For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.